welcome to season two, episode seventeen. What we're calling our Christmas episode, even though they're probably equidistant. No, this is closer to Christmas. Is it? Yeah, it is. This is only like three days after. The other one was like five days before. Yeah. Okay, good times, bad times. The first good time is because this is our Christmas episode, we thought it would be appropriate to have some Christmas drinks while we yes, were doing it. Indeed. So we have our Christmas drinks that uh, we may have made up. Yeah, we can't find a, a anywhere online that is a name for it. We got our most Christmassy drinks out of the out of the liquor cabinet. Yeah. So peppermint schnapps because you know candy canes. Yes. that's Christmassy. Yes. So there's there's one part peppermint schnapps. My nephew, who is of legal drinking age, for those of you that are concerned, left a Dr. McGillicuddy's butterscotch and caramel liqueur. Mm-hmm. And that's Christmassy because I believe it was a Christmas present to him. Yes, uh, and and butterscotch and I'm not is. Uh, was did one of the three wise men bring caramels? No, no. Well, well they should have. The fourth, <laughs> I think, the fourth lesser-known wise man <laughs> brought caramel. The fourth uh, average intelligence man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Christmassy, and then um, we tried that. It was a little strong. So like, we needed to cut it. Clear, clear your nasal cavity, strong. Yeah. So we've we've cut it with some Baileys. Yes. And now it's quite nice. It is. I'm I enjoying it. I, I put an ice cube in mine. You don't. You have yours. No, my, ours, mine is room temperature, but my, yeah. our room is about four degrees. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cold already. Yes, it is. I'm wearing a scarf that I got for Christmas. It's a scarf that was handmade. Yeah, by my by, aunt, Aunt Anne. Yes. And it uh shout out to Anne Anne even though she doesn't listen. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it has my university colors and it's actually it's nicer than my university colors cuz the University of Alberta's colors are uh, a green and a horrific yellow, but this is more of a gold. Isn't than the color supposed so, to be gold? That's possibly, but that's not what it is on. I mean, I get probably cuz one of our university teams is called the Golden Bears. Yeah, I think it's supposed but, to be uh, gold it's just that yellow building is That's never yellow. what shows up. Um but either way, this is it's a very nice scarf and it has a little University of Alberta patch sewed into it. So And there was sub yeah. subterfuge to get that here. We, yeah, I bought it <laughs> and brought it and Tian paid me back for it. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. She actually with a little bit of uh, I think a, a shipping tip. It oh. was five uh seventy five and she gave me six bucks. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so made a profit off of that. Yeah, it's a very nice scarf. I'm enjoying it. And it's keeping me warm in this frigid room. It's a chilly room. All right. Diving in, the first and my only good times is I saw a a German pilot whose name was Sammy Kramer. Ah, very German name. Yes, isn't it? He traced, <laughs> Sammy Kramer. He traced a giant syringe in his sky. His flight pattern was a syringe, <laughs> so that it was uh, it when people looked on flightaware.com or whatever and saw his flight. Is a giant syringe, 200 kilometers it took him to fly the whole thing, and it's over top of uh, probably Germany, since he's German. Like it me. also re- reminds me a little bit of, do you remember our neighbor Keith? Did you ever see his artwork in the snow that he did with the plane? No. Oh, he, he, he was a pilot as well. 
His was on ground. His wasn't in the air. But so he, he used the plane as a car? He used the plane as a, like a magic marker. He, he was on the ground. So he was just driving the plane on the ground? Yeah. With skis. It was, a, it was winter on a frozen lake. Okay. And drew like a, a really big um, penis oh. on a lake. Yeah, no, I never. T- flew, went up, flew over top, and took a picture of it. Mm. Yes. I'm uh, glad to see that um, adults are just as mature as I thought they were when I was younger. <laughs> he might have been younger when he did it. I don't know when he did it. Oh, I thought this happened when we were up there. I just saw the picture when we were oh. up there. I don't know when he actually <laughs> did it. I thought you were saying when we were up there. Anyway, that's all That's all I got for good times. Yeah, the bad times for the Christmas episode, there's a lot more in both our bad times than there is in good times. Um, I have one good time, and honestly... Because there was a lot of good times, but they're like, you know, they aren't news, it's just Christmas. Yeah. Christmas stuff. But you know, my good time, I'm not even sure if it belongs in good times, I just couldn't find a better place for it. But Apple plans to have ready a self-driving electric car by 2024 with a revolutionary battery that is cheaper than the current electric car batteries out there and longer lasting so you can go further distances which is arguably the biggest issue with electric cars but i have no faith in apple to give me a long lasting battery i was about to say (laughs) based on their phones like revolutionary for them might not be revolutionary for them exactly you can get you down the street guys (laughs) actually probably for the first six months it probably goes a thousand kilometers yeah and then every day after that it drops 100 kilometers till it only goes 100 kilometers yeah it's 106 p.m and my iphone 7 is at six percent battery (laughs) (laughs) i got up at 9 30 what did you do with it though i watched stuff on it yeah that'll kill it fast i always the first thing i i get up and i turn mine in low power mode it is the very (laughs) first thing i do yeah so it just seems like a bit of a stretch for Apple. It's also interesting that they want to go into electric cars because, you know, they kind of have their fingers and and everything electric. So that makes sense. But it took Tesla 17 years to turn a profit. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but if- now, now everything, it's always, it's. I think most inventions are like that. The first one is uh, is difficult so, and takes time. And then people more or less copy it. So now that Tesla's done the hard work, Apple wants to get in on it? Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, that's my good time, good-ish time. I mean, it's good if it works. We need more electric cars. We need to transition to electric cars. And, and the biggest problem is that they don't do the distance. So if it works, great. Yeah, you need to... I think I think if you could get a car that does 1,000 kilometers, that'd be good. Nobody wants to drive more than 1,000 kilometers in a day anyway. So. Yeah, that'll be, the I think, the big thing. And... And recharging stations. Yes, we need the infrastructure for recharging stations. I agree. And and the other thing is faster recharging because if you if you're driving, for example, well, this is why you need a thousand kilometers. Like we drive, say, to Gravenhurst and back in the same day. Mm-hmm. So that's five hundred kilometers. If you're only there for if you if you're not there for enough time to charge, you don't want to stop halfway and wait half an hour while your car charges or an hour or whatever. Yeah, I think. I think we talked about it on the podcast, but I think it was a few weeks ago the government unveiled some sort of plan to encourage car charging, uh, companies to uh, build more car charging stations. You're right, they need to be faster, but the other issue is that they're not easily available, they're not widely available. Yeah. So I think the government unveiled some sort of plan to sort of encourage companies to invest in that and make more. So that was a few weeks ago, I think I mentioned it, or maybe I'm making things up, I don't remember. I don't remember mentioning it, but that's good. Yeah. Anyway, on to bad times. 
So the COVID variant that we mentioned last time that we said was from Britain, but I think we've now decided it's come from South Africa. Uh, it's probably a game of pass the buck, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, if anybody you can determine had it before you, I'm sure South Africa will blame someone else shortly. Yeah. But, right now but we're at South Africa. Right now we're at South Africa. <laughs> it's like a car accident. Well, you know, you, if you rear end yeah. somebody, you hope someone rear ends you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that variant that is uh, 70% more transmissible. There are two cases in Durham, Ontario, which is fun. It's like I said, I said last week, it's, you know, it's we already found here. It right, and it's definitely here. And yeah. I was right. And it's two people who are not high risk who had no travel history, had no known exposure, and no known exposure to other high-risk people. So it's a complete mystery how they got it, and that's fun. Well, yeah, they obviously went shopping or something. Yeah, they must have, but, and, and like I said, it's 70% more transmissible, so... And the first one was pretty transmissible. Yeah, so we really need to lock down. It's not, uh, not good, but we'll keep an eye on that. I'm sure it'll be found in other provinces in the coming weeks. Until we've decided it's everywhere. Well, as, long, as long as the vaccine is against, it works against it, that's good. Yes, and I, I think we're still of the belief that the vaccine does work against it. Uh, so that's good. And, and a new vaccine that, I can't remember which one it's called, but um, Britain is about to approve. And uh, Britain seems to approve everything first and then everybody follows suit. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. But anyway, uh, a new one that Britain's expected to uh, approve in the coming week has said that they believe their vaccine also works against it. But, I mean, I would imagine they would. It probably wouldn't be good if they came out and said, no, this isn't going to work. But, you know, <laughs> approve us. Yeah, so hopefully uh, hopefully it doesn't cause too much of a problem. But we'll see how that goes. And I'm sure we'll have another story about it next week. And other bad, bad times. This isn't actually the worst. This isn't the worst of times. It's just kind of a sucky time. There were no injuries reported after a Christmas Day explosion at a Hamilton steel plant. Which, I almost put it in good times because no injuries, but a steel plant blew up, so that felt wrong to put in good times. Yeah, I think I think you just need to lead into it different. Like, don't say, my next bad time is, there was no injuries reported after a Christmas Day explosion. But I didn't want to get people, I didn't want to say there was an explosion, and people were like, oh no, and then I'm like, don't worry about it, there's no injuries. I think that's the way you got to do it if you're yeah. saying, if you're saying this is a bad time. <laughs> Damn. You don't want to lead with the good part of the bad time. <laughs> um, well, here's probably, I mean, there's a bad bad part in that the steel plant exploded and probably people are going to be out of work, but who isn't? But the, I would say the worst part of it is that there's a significant carbon dioxide emissions in, in, emissions into the air, which is... Uh, probably true with any explosion. Yes, but I think this, this, I think this was particularly bad. Maybe it wasn't. It was a slag explosion. Oh, yeah. That means anything to you? Uh, slag is like the waste from the okay. plant. Well, it blew up. Uh, luckily, no one was hurt. All the employees are accounted for, so that's good. Speaking of explosions, there was one in Nashville on Christmas Day as well. Now, three people were injured. There are no known fatalities yet. I, it just said injured and said critically injured, so I'm hoping they will all recover, and I wish them a speedy recovery. Well, this is a bit of a weird story. So... This is a quote from a CTV News article. I'm just going to read directly from it because you just need all the information. So the police say a boxy white RV... Just one sec before you go on. Normally they don't critique the design of the 
RV <laughs> in the in the article, especially when they're talking of explosion. But anyway, go ahead. So Boxy Wright RV arrived at Second uh, Avenue North in downtown Nashville. You know, Second Avenue North in downtown Nashville, popular spot. No, well, um, at one twenty-two a.m. on Friday. Several hours later, a resident in the area said she woke up to what sounded like an automatic weapon. When she heard the sound again, she called 911. Police said they were called to the location after a report of shots fired around 5.30 in the morning. When officers responded to the scene, they found the white RV parked in front of an AT&T transmission building that was repeatedly broadcasting a warning. The RV was, not the transmission building. Was repeatedly broadcasting a warning that an explosion would occur in 15 minutes and a computerized voice warned residents to evacuate now. The blast occurred at 6.30 in the morning. Luckily, most of the residents were able to evacuate, and there was only the three injuries. Police suspect a suicide bombing. There were tissue, human tissues found within the explosion, so I think that was a suicide bomber within the RV. But it's weird, because normally in suicide bombings... You don't warn people to get out of the way. Well, if you're it depend if you want to just kill yourself but not anybody else, but that's not what you typically call a suicide bomber is just suicide. Yeah. Yeah, and I that's generally not the way you go about it. I think maybe it's just a really bad suicide bomber. I think the AT&T transmission tower was the target cuz it's down. And it was, it had... Well, I think most customers of AT&T probably won't notice a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, they don't actually suspect terrorism yet, linked to a known terrorist organization. But it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, it's very weird. I'm not exactly sure. Well, I guess we'll have to wait for more info to come out. Yeah, hopefully next week we'll have an update. But that's what we know now. I, I, I wish the three injured people a speedy recovery and good work to the police for a swift evacuation. There were six police officers who helped evacuate the surrounding area. Because of the warning. Did they know there was a bomb or they just heeded the warning? I think they just heeded the warning, which I think is the safe thing to do. Yeah. You don't necessarily, you know, if you if it ha- if you have 15 minutes, you don't know how long it's been broadcasting, and it keeps saying 15 minutes. You probably just go to the most important part, which is okay. Let's evacuate, and then if it doesn't blow up anytime soon, then we should do some more investigating. But just in case, get the people out of the way. So I'd say that was the right call. Yeah, weird though. Uh, a couple things, I guess, because typically, yeah, if it's a if you're just committing suicide, I mean, if if this guy just wanted to commit suicide, there's just ways that are. You know, why do you have to inconvenience everybody else? I I think it's very strange, and I don't think that would be somebody's first thought. And if there was their first thought, well, I'll just blow myself up. I don't want to hurt anybody. They wouldn't go into a residential area to do it. Oh, this AT&T tower was in a residential area? Well, there were surrounding homes. Yeah, but if you want, if you don't want to... Just drive out to the middle of the nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, like an attention-seeking move. Yeah. There, I, I think the AT&T Tower was the target for, for some reason. Maybe they were tired of their bad coverage. Or high bill. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, if, if there's an update, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, interesting. What do you got for bad times? Well, coronavirus has now reached the last continent on Earth with the first cases identified in Antarctica. Well, that's because they were slow to uh, close down their uh, airports and travel. That's right. They didn't. They didn't ban the Chilean army from coming. <laughs> so it's in the coast. I think still, if you go to the interior of the Antarctica, you're probably pretty safe. 
but there's 36 people linked with the an, a Chilean army base there that have tested positive for COVID-19. So now it's everywhere, literally. Literally everywhere, yeah. In more local news around here, the communities come together in support of a, of a Milton family. It's a tragic loss of an 11-year-old boy who drowned in, uh, in a stormwater management pond after falling through the ice. It's it, This is a tragic story, obviously, but again, sort of reiterates the importance of making sure your kids are aware that after two days of minus, you know, zero or slightly below, you can't go on the ice. It's not safe. Yeah. And and not just kids. I mean, people do it all over. What are the, I don't understand. I never understood this. In Yellowknife, they have a castle on the lake and a big party and a couple hundred cars park on there but they don't do it right after the lake freezes they do it in march when it's four feet thick five feet thick yeah just because you see pictures of other people on a lake you don't know where they are doesn't mean you can go on your lake yeah seems like common sense but i guess not and i was always nervous of it i didn't i was always made sure you guys you know were aware yeah it's a sober reminder uh Fauci and Biden, Biden said it first, Fauci agreed with Biden, say the worst of the COVID pandemic is yet to come, which is super depressing. At least in the U.S. I mean, I'm sure for here too, but... But how? But I think that means something... How? We have vaccines. How is it the worst yet to come? We. I, cause I, I still think, I think that, you know, people are still going to be getting it and I think numbers are going to be higher and I think that's what it means. Yeah. It's, like, it's really, it's overwhelming hospitals. You really, we we need to make sure we, not just for yourself. Yeah, you'll recover, probably. You know, if you're of a certain age, yeah. you're likely going to recover. Yeah. But you may have to go to a hospital. And then there's no, there could be somebody in there with in worse shape that, that now doesn't have a bed or has to fight for a bed because you're in there with something that maybe you could have avoided if you were a bit more careful. Yeah. And I, I was reading today how there are some people that are having a, a bit of a lasting effect from from COVID. Oh. And, and it seems normal smells are being replaced by un, quote, quote unquote unbearable odors like fish and burning. Huh. I kind of like the smell of a fire. I mean, maybe I don't know what they meant by that, but. Yeah, I. That'd be bad if everything smelled like microwaved fish, like leftover yeah. microwaved fish for yeah. the rest of your life. That would be unfortunate. And last thing, it seems that the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts are fighting. It was inevitable. <laughs> the Boy Scouts opened their core services to girls and renamed themselves the Scouts, apparently. And now the Girl Scouts are claiming there's confusion when people sign up, and people the girls that want to end up in the Girl Scouts are ending up in the Boy Scouts by mistake. Which is, you know, maybe they want to be Boy Scouts. How do you know they're ending up in Boy And plus, maybe you just merge and call yourself Scouts then? Yeah, geez. And then, like, different troops can focus on different things. And then there's just divisions of Scouts. Yeah, exactly. There's the cookie sellers and there's the campers. Yeah. Might be the way to go. And then whoever wants to do whatever can do whatever. Yeah, you can get whatever badge you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't realize that the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts weren't related already. I kind of assumed they were. I never gave it much thought. 
<laughs> pretty similar. I think. I think. Any. I think. Yeah. If I had, I'd probably assume they were about the same. Yeah. At least, like, like covered under the same umbrella organization. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got for now. There's a kind of hush all over the world. Tonight, all over the world, you can hear the sounds. All over the world. Wrong song. <laughs> uh, a Delta flight headed to Atlanta from LaGuardia Airport was forced to return to the gate Monday morning after two passengers opened the cabin door and used the emergency slide to get out. Have you ever seen that? Like the emergency slide? No. Somebody getting oh. out after it started to, to... After the plane pulled away from the gate. Yeah, no. I, I mean... I generally, I, f- I feel like I'm waiting so long to board, and it's such a hassle to just get to my seat that once I'm seated, I am there, man. I know you yeah. couldn't force me off that plane. Oh, apparently, this person said they had PTS disorder and could not sit down because he would freak out. Uh, they had a service dog with them, and they they just they weren't able to take the plane ride, so they they opened the door, inflated the escape elevator, escape raft, so, yeah. And, and jumped out of the plane. Well, I suppose they were having some sort of episode, so... Uh, but don't... I mean, I, get, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I've never had that, but don't you know that you can't fly? Well, maybe he thought he was ready to face it. I guess he knows now. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't have been in his, his right mind. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, he would probably just ask to get off, so... They aren't going to let him off. Not once it's pulled away. Oh, yeah. Well, either way. It was taxiing. I mean, it was super dangerous, uh, too. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's difficult. I don't know enough about, you said it was PTSD? Yeah, that's what he says he suffers from, yeah. I don't know enough about it to, uh, you know, make any real guesses, but it is dangerous. Yeah. And you gotta, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Moving on, a... A police officer in the Philippines has been arrested and charged with the double murder of a mother and her son following a dispute. This police officer was fighting with his neighbor, a 52-year-old, and her 25-year-old son. And, And this is apparently all on video. I didn't bring myself to watch the video, but I read the story. But the cop goes over because they're fighting over something i'm not it might say it later on here i'm not sure 100 percent what they're fighting over but neighborly things yeah and and he came over into their yard with his with his daughter fairly young daughter and somebody started recording and like they were freaking out a bit and he just apparently just pulls out his gun shoots one of the mother in the head then shoots the son in the head then walks away with his daughter Oy. so i mean you know, he's been charged. Yeah. But how does someone like that would do that get to be a police officer in the first place? Well, the Philippines isn't exactly known as an uh, incredibly um, tight country when it comes to its regulations of that kind of thing. I mean, their president has endorsed just the seminary executions of people on the streets for doing drugs. Yeah. Maybe he just was going to say they were doing drugs. Yeah. But that was my first luckily thought. somebody videoed it so we'll see what happens there but crazy crazy another another reason that you're 
happy to be living in this part of the planet. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened in the U.S. Him getting arrested, I mean. <laughs> well, moving on now to Thailand, it was from from a sort of incredibly depressing story to kind of a nice one. Uh, a rescuer, like a EMT person in Thailand, is getting praises for saving a baby elephant that was hit by a motorcycle. There's This is another video that went viral. I did watch this one. The elephant was lying on the road i guess it was kind of dark non-responsive mm-hmm. and the guy's on like over top of him doing cpr <laughs> uh he said he said he'd watched a video of something about elephants and where their heart he guessed sort of where the heart might be and then after after a little bit of cpr the health the elephant got up and walked away the the guy that was in the motorcycle crash the motorcycle guy's partner went and looked after him so there was a guy on that was looking after okay, the guy on the motorcycle good. as good. well <laughs> I wonder. I mean, maybe he saved the elephant's life. Maybe the elephant was, like, just recovering because he just got hit by a motorcycle and then got up because like somebody the, was, like, pounding on his chest. Like the elephant was stunned? Yeah, could have been. <laughs> it ha- I see it happen to birds when they hit my window all the time. Yeah. I don't go out there and give them CPR. They just get up and fly away. <laughs> but they lie still for a while. I mean, it's sort of a animal's mechanism, right? Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure this elephant was dead. I don't know if he listened for or if he just eventually <laughs> just is like, well, you stop pushing on my... <laughs> But if he did, good for him. Yeah, and I mean, good for him for even trying. Yeah, absolutely. I, you may have done more harm than you could. <laughs> I, but yeah, it worked. So in the end, in the end, it worked. So That's good. good. And yeah, uh, well, we've mentioned this. So because of this new coronavirus variant that's very fast spreading, that was discovered in Britain first, they have a lot of a lot of places have have banned flights including canada mm-hmm. have banned flights to and from britain yeah even though britain says it's from south africa i'm sure it's south <laughs> africa. regardless of that no flights to and from britain so likely there were some people here from britain that that can't get back and they i'm sure they're missing their homeland but <laughs> a company in the uk has i i'd say out of the goodness of their hearts but it's really not come to the rescue and and giving giving them a, a breath of fresh air literally and figuratively a uh, a website my baggage has a gift for homesick residents that they're selling they're selling bottles of authentic air from England Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland to provide UK residents overseas with the scent of home priced at about 25 pounds a bottle for a 500 millimeter bottle Milliliter? comes with a milliliter bottle it comes with a cork stopper so the recipient can keep opening it up and taking in the aroma when they need to pick me up i don't think that works yeah i was about to say how do you if it works at all you open it up it's gone yeah it's mixed yeah. with the regular air becomes a rose unless it's air. unless it's under pressure uh and you release a little bit at a time somehow but i, I don't think that's happening yeah how do you fill it how do they fill it yeah it's a scam <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I didn't make that clear. You fill it by just <laughs> bottling it in England. That is how you fill it. <laughs> you imagine your job is to go outside, like open an empty bottle, just like hold it outside for a second and put it. Yeah, the the there's also you know so that's relative, but there's also a Canadian company called Vitality Air that is offering canisters of fresh air from the Rocky Mountains to Chinese buyers. 
And those prices start at $53 a pack for two 8-liter bottles. And there's also a Swiss company that does it, $20 for an 8-liter bottle. So really, the Swiss air is cheaper than the Canadian air. Yeah. But crazy. Well, shipping. (laughs) Because you got to get the the Canadian air all the way to China. I don't don't know that this includes shipping. Oh. Still, it's a bigger issue. Bigger deal. Crazy. I I don't don't (laughs) know why why anybody would buy that. (laughs) Especially at those prices. If you can... Sell it for the cost of a bottle and a, and a nickel more, and fine. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Yes, I have one one thing to cap us off. The EU and the UK reached a trade deal. Oh, good for them. And they released it. Did we talk about this last week? I'm having deja vu right now. I don't know if we did it on the podcast. I don't remember. We might I have think just talked new. about it. I feel like it was new. Anyway, if we didn't talk about it last week, they reached a trade deal. If we did... They still have reached a trade deal. Uh, <laughs> that you know, sort of like a last-minute thing. It's over 1,200 pages long, and uh, it's expected to be approved by the UK Parliament by the end of the year, but not by the EU Parliament until early next year. Because oh, they're actually going to read it? Yes. Oh, okay. Small businesses are a little worried because they're kind of just being left to figure it out. So I guess they have to read it as well. Business, small Businesses of all size, really. Um, but I'm assuming the larger companies have, have like, lawyers. people to read it. Yeah. yeah. So that's not good, but I hope hopefully it's good. I don't know if it touches on the Irish backstop at all, which is probably the biggest problem. Uh, I don't see why it would. It's a trade deal. But it might. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, there's that. Excellent. Trudeau and Trump coming up next. And in its final days, too, less than a month until Trump is no longer president. Thank God. But first... If we, if we had an L when Biden becomes president, we could be BLT. We don't... We don't have an L. No. Camilla Harris. No. There's nothing. Yeah. Trudeau's a liberal? Anyway. Yes. Sorry. Move on. They're both liberals, really, like, ideologically. It doesn't matter. Um, Trudeau, the first shipment of the Moderna vaccine arrived in Canada one day after it was approved... We're expecting 168,000 doses in total, and the Moderna vaccine is going to be largely reserved for northern communities that don't have the infrastructure to store the Pfizer vaccine, which famously needs to be stored at negative 70 degrees Celsius. And the Moderna is only one shot, right? Yes, yes. So 168,000 doses, 168,000 people. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one I need, just because I won't remember to get the second one. <laughs> Well, you might be able to get it if we still lived in Yellowknife, but we don't. So you're probably stuck with Pfizer. 168,000 doses is more than the population of the North. No, but it's not. I mean, it's it's all the Northern Territories. It's Northern Manitoba. It's oh, um, Northern provinces as well. Yeah, it, it, largely, especially on uh, indigenous reserves that don't have the infrastructure. Yeah. So that's that's good it, it's good that we have the moderna vaccine it's good that it arrives so quickly i will give props to the government they seem to be handling the vaccines very well getting them in a timely manner and, and having a good plan for distribution so good for them thank god the provinces aren't in charge of that it's early days yet forget it it's true they'll probably mess it up eventually uh next i have this isn't exactly trudeau i wasn't sure if to put this in canada or the u.s but it was something that canada's ambassador to the u.s so a trudeau appointee so i put it under trudeau she said that the U.S. is committed, fully committed, to helping free the Michaels detained in China. She said that every 
Without exception, every U.S. lawmaker she's talked to has said that the U.S. is committed to it. And I have to say, sure, that's great. I, what are they going to say? Like, no, we don't really care. Yeah. Like, she goes up. She goes like, no, it's not high on my party list. I don't care. And also, great, they say that. Have they done anything? I don't recall the U.S. ever doing anything or mentioning it outside of talking to us about it, being like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We got, we'll, we got we'll your help. back. We'll help. Don't you worry. Never says it again. We'll see what happens with, <laughs> with the shift in power next month. Yeah, once Biden comes in, I'm a little bit more hopeful, but it's, it's still... And this is when, you know, the U.S. is negotiating to release Meng back to China if she admits some wrongdoing. I would like to say she's not going anywhere till the Michaels get back. Uh, they'll send her, they'll send her back. They won't, can't, we won't, we don't work like that. And we I shouldn't. know, we, I know, but geez, don't, uh, you put us through all this and you're just going to let her go if she was like, okay, maybe I did something. Uh, it's annoying. Uh, Mangalo is apparently resistant to the deal. She doesn't want to admit to any wrongdoing. Not surprised. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it's been two years now. Still don't have him back. That's not great. But speaking of Canada and the EU, yeah, in the EU, Canada and the UK also have come to an agreement, temporary trade agreement after Brit- Britain formally leaves the EU to stop British tariffs being automatically slapped on Canadian goods like, quote, maple syrup, lobster, beef, and car parts. That's an odd combination. I think that's all our big industries. That's all. That's, that's every Canadian industry. Lumber. That's all we do. Oh, yeah, not lumber. That's true. But that covers all the other. Maple syrups, Quebec, lobsters, the East Coast, beefs, the West, and car parts are Ontario. Yeah, lobsters, the West Coast, too. Yeah, but a little bit. A little bit. So that's good. Tariffs are bad when they're on our goods. (laughs) Anyway, and lastly, the government recently published a searchable database of companies that received uh, COVID relief money which is good. I actually think all their databases should be searchable. I shouldn't have to put in a ton of work to see where my government money's going. So I'm glad. But uh, it was found out through that searchable database that self-described white nationalist Paul Frum got money from the government for two of his groups. One of them's like citizens for the... I can't remember what the name is, but they want to do something with foreign aid and the other one's something else. But that's two white nationalist groups. And he also got this money while he's under police investigation for allegedly publishing the New Zealand mosque shooters manifesto on one of his websites. Yeah, it's interesting because if you're, if you're, I mean, I guess if it's breaking, if he's breaking laws, then they can not give him the money. If he's not breaking laws, then you probably can't not. If he applies and qualifies? Yeah, that's the problem is, I mean, I think he does qualify. He's running a small business with employees that has lost income because of COVID. Yeah. You can't have, you can't pick and choose the companies that you like, unfortunately. I think I, maybe, I have to say, I think here you could make an exception. I think you could make an argument about there's an exception for government funding hate groups. Yeah, but these, he might be a white nationalist, but his companies aren't necessarily hate groups unless they're breaking the law you what aren't is, labeled a hate group until you're breaking the law well he's under investigation if he gets found guilty he'll probably have to pay the money back yeah you can't you also can't not give him because of a pending investigation if he's found not guilty yeah it's uh just it's one of those uncomfortable moments where what are you gonna do right i'm not i'm not really mad at the government 
but I don't like it. Anyway, yeah, it'd be better if he. It'd be better if you if you didn't. But I don't think that's something that it's a slippery slope from there when you start yeah. deciding who gets it and who doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to Trump. Over this past week, Trump has refused to sign the COVID American COVID relief bill, meaning thousands, if not millions, of Americans will lose their unemployment benefits which is not good. But what's amazing is he's refusing to sign it because he says it doesn't give them enough money. The relief, the current bill would give unemployed Americans a $600 check. He wants to give them a $2,000 check. And it's House Republicans who have stood up and said no. They've, they were willing to put through everything for the Trump presidency, but not this. Not this. This is where they draw this the line. bridge too far. Racism, fine. Sexual assault, we'll take it. Misogyny, yes, please. But free money, no, not during a pandemic. So I have to say, I mean, I agree with Trump. It should be bigger. I still think he should have signed it because when you're unemployed and struggling to put food on the table, something's better than nothing. Yeah. And he probably doesn't actually care. He probably just wants to look good. Yeah, I don't Uh, know what his angle there is. It has to be that he wants to look good. Yeah, maybe, but he's never really cared about that before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but you're right. He has to have an angle. But anyway, that's Republican. They have their priorities straight. A Dominion election system worker, which is the one that was accused of... A worker? Not the company? Not the company. A worker who was named in false charges as a key actor in rigging the election is suing Trump and several conservative media outlets for defamation after he was forced to go into hiding due to multiple death threats made against him. And... I didn't think... I thought this was a long shot until he found out that he was named. Yeah, if he's if he was named, that's probably... Ah, it's the States. He'll probably win. Who are we kidding? Who will win? He will. You think so? Oh, you can sue anybody about anything in there and there. But Trump and the big media outlets, they have, will probably have good lawyers. They probably do. The conservative but, media but outlets probably the do. Thing Trump is, Giuliani. The thing is, a lawyer will take this case for a percentage of the winnings. He thinks a lawyer, so a good lawyer, will take will take it and want sixty or seventy percent of the winnings. That's a so lot. You, so you get a they get it, yeah. But if it's ten million dollars, the lawyer maybe takes seven, but the guy that's suing still gets three, which is three million more than he had before. Yeah, that's true. And he can't afford that lawyer if he doesn't do it. Yeah, he might have a good chance. He might have a shot. I think he has a shot, but it's. I don't like the. I don't like it. I don't. Why not? Well, I guess in this, in this, in in general, I think they're very litigious, and that's like the automatic you go to lawsuits right away. But in this case, it was. I mean, if you name him in saying he fixed an election that wasn't fixed, that's probably pretty bad. Yeah, and he's getting death threats. Yeah. Because of it, like I think I would say he is being defamed. Yeah. <laughs> like I think, yeah, I think this is quite quite legitimate. But anyway, that's that's what I have for Trump. All right, I have a little bit. I feel well, like I have wa- one. In his waning days, he's teetering out. Or yeah. maybe we care less and less. <laughs> Trump retweeted a Breitbart post criticizing the American magazines for not offering his wife a single cover shoot while he's been in office. And this is truly the issue that most Americans care about right now. Uh yeah. Yeah. So his retweet was the tweet that he the post that he retweeted was elitist snobs in the fashion press were snubbing 
the most elegant first lady in American history. I'm doing now. Yeah. Here I am. I put her, I'm working like a asthma, asthma. I know Christmas stuff and, you know, who gives a f about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Yeah, but go ahead. 100%. You have no choice. And, okay, and then I do it and I say that I'm working on Christmas uh, planning for the Christmas. And they said, oh, what about the children that they were separated? Give me a break. Now, if that's not elegant, I don't know what is. She is beauty, she is grace. Yes, I, I, it's, I just, I'm not sure I've ever said, where's our, where's our curse beeper? <laughs> that's, that's, that went missing ages ago. You know, what she's, what, what is her quote? Beep Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like, it's like, like it's like, it's like the Grinch on steroids <laughs> and she's the first lady that, you know, and then all of a sudden all these Christmas pictures come out and everything she's done and we're supposed to go ooh and ah when she know we we know she hates That's doing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just the the hypocrisy is incredible. But yeah. not surprising. No, no, not at all. I'm trying to tell you something about my life. Maybe Closer to fine. I just have one. Uh, okay. A mysterious gingerbread monolith appeared in San Francisco on Christmas. <laughs> on the hill. That's what it's all been building up to. <laughs> it's it's uh, made mostly of gingerbread put together with icing with some gumdrop uh, decorations. <coughs> so, very exciting. I wonder if it's the same people. I'm thinking no. Uh, probably not. I'm thinking no. But Clever. Clever, though. Yes. Very. It didn't last long. It, it it blew down quite quickly. I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you don't make houses out of gingerbread. <laughs> it wasn't eaten. It blew down. Yeah. Unless you're a witch. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I just, I thought that was good. I have two little stories. The Pope dedicated the year 2021 to families. Does the Pope get to dedicate years? I think the Pope can do whatever he wants. It, and it only really, you know. Affects Catholics? Yeah. Okay. Only Catholic families. <laughs> no, and then he renewed attention to a 2020, 2020, a 2016 document he wrote where he discussed letting divorced and civilly remarried couples get communion as well as uh, new strategies towards ministering to non-traditional families being, you know, non-Catholic families and, and um, families with two male or two female parents. And he's getting a little bit of renewed flack for it because when it was penned, the conservative Catholics, some of them called it, the, the article that he wrote, heresy. Divorced people can't get communion? Nope. Huh. Not allowed to get divorced in the Catholic Church. Oh, but yet they do. They do something. And get remarried in the Catholic Church. You can have a second wedding in the Catholic Church. I don't think you can. Mm, I think you can. Uh, maybe uh, I'm wrong. Maybe you can I'm now. Wrong. You There are, under certain situations... The Catholics will annul your marriage, but it has to be some pretty, like, spousal abuse type of thing. But if you're just not getting along, they're like, sucks. Work through it. Figure it out. Hmm. And then this next story is probably my favorite. In Edmonton, a secret Santa dropped off envelopes at many houses in an Edmonton neighborhood on Christmas Day. So people woke up to them on Christmas morning on their front porches. And in the envelope was a poem about hope 
and and two hundred and fifty dollar Walmart gift card. Too bad it's to Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Too bad it's to Walmart. But uh, like, if somebody's let's say they did what uh, ten of them. Yeah. So twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. It could have been a local place, and it it would have been like giving twice. Yeah, I I suppose, but but I mean, the, like I know one one of the families who's reacting to this was this will be our you know one of the struggling families will be like this was our groceries for the month, and a local place probably won't have groceries. I think Walmart's a good choice because now I don't like Walmart at all. I think it's a horrible corporation. Then at least go but, at least go to PC. At least go to a Canadian company then. Well, like but, yeah, but you don't know Weston or but something. But you don't know what the person needs. But PC and stores kind of has everything. PC stores also have like like superstores also have a wide range of they have clothes, they have food. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe you could have gone. Super they don't store. have toys, I guess. Really, but, they have some toys. Yeah, but but I mean, but still, I mean, very yeah. nice gesture, but yeah. like. The epitome of giving with the epitome of greed. Yeah, yeah, in a way. But I, I mean, I still think whoever they are, they obviously have fantastic intentions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's hard to criticize. And, and I'm, I'm being picky. <laughs> and I mean, I, I don't know how many they dropped off. It was at least 10, but apparently it was all across this neighborhood. So they Is it the neighborhood where you live? Thousand, I don't think so. <laughs> but they clearly spent thousands of dollars on it. Uh, yeah. And at the bottom, it said, uh, if you don't need this, give it to somebody who does pass the baton and some families did that um gave it to local charities if they if they didn't need it if they were didn't need the 250 dollars. i can't imagine being in that situation but uh it was great and and um they've chosen to completely remain remain anonymous so it's clearly you know you're not even doing it for the attention you're just doing it to be a good person and that's that's good yep absolutely and now the end all right, wrapping up, which is good because my drink's empty. <laughs> yeah, parting thoughts. I, I have just, just one, kind of nothing, but it occurred to me as I was typing this out. I don't understand why in grammar we have the various S apostrophe S or IES to indicate plural. And I know what they all mean, but... Like, they all have different meanings, you know, ownership or multiple or whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, S and IES have the same meaning. It's just it's just a, a spelling issue. It's almost just aesthetic. Yeah, it's like, basically, we need a Y, it turns to an I, it, things like that, right? Like, it's yeah. IES and S is the same. It's just apostrophe S is different. Yeah, but still, above it all, doesn't context just give you all the information you need? Well, I don't know. Why not? I mean... Like, why make... English is already a very difficult language to learn, with spelling and all our weird grammar rules that is that are very different. I think there are situations where it's it makes things cl- more clear. Are there? Yeah. Like probably. what? I can't think of one off well, the top of my head. Well, there you go. But there are, I mean, say the comma. I mean, the comma is very important. But the comma doesn't, you mean the apostrophe? And commas. You, you, no one puts comma S. That's not. No, no, no. Just another grammar. Another grammar. In oh, other yes, In other yes. grammar news. Yes, yes, absolutely. But, but. I think you're right. The comma makes all the difference, but I can't think of an example where any of these makes all the difference, where you just can't get the information you need from context. Well, the same goes with a comma. Normally, you can get the information you need from context, but it makes it easier. Same with this. It just makes it easier. Because honestly, when you're talking, you know if you're talking about ownership or plural... Yeah. So you can't... And and you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it loud. That's an apostrophe S. 
So it would work, but I I just I also don't see adding an apostrophe as a big issue for ownership. It's not. I, just, I don't know. I, I have a hard time getting worked up over this. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a student and I don't write a lot of papers. I, I don't write a lot of papers either. Neither do you. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Madeline? She writes papers. Yeah. Maybe this bothers her. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, we had a, a very nice, my, my cousin, Mary, who lives in California, had a birthday. She's a December baby. So she had a birthday this past week, and we had a very nice surprise Zoom call where she knew there was a surprise for her, not for us. Yeah, you can't you can't do a completely surprise Zoom call because you have to send an invitation. So you you don't. She knew there was a Zoom call. She didn't know how many people were on it. She just thought it was a family Zoom, and then it was an extended family and friends Zoom, which was great. And it was very nice to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. And yeah, it was it was a good uh, good chat. They did a they did a lovely trivia. My cousin, my other cousins, put up a did a did a trivia, fifteen questions I think, about various things that Mary enjoys and the the year that she was born and stuff. It was it was all very very nice. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a nice chat. You were there. I was there. It was good. It was so happy birthday to Mary. And just so we're clear, these this greeting is both your birthday message and Christmas message. <laughs> That's a. I saw a great. My one of one of Jean's cousins is a December baby as well, and it was she posted a great cartoon. Cartoon. Thank you, of the wise men giving baby Jesus their gold and frankincense and myrrh and caramel, <laughs> and said, "Just to be clear, these are both birthday and Christmas gifts." <laughs> <laughs> that is very. Clever. Which I thought it was brilliant. That is very very clever. Yeah, I mean, I'm March, so it's close, but I I never got one gift. Yeah, it's like four months apart. Three. Three and a bit. Two and a bit. Two and a bit. And one of them short. And I'm the beginning of March, and this is the end. It's like like two months and two weeks or something. But if you take it that way, I've never. What other way can you take it? You could take it in your birthday is uh, nine months after, before Christmas. Yeah, sure. Anyway. The next thing is, uh, it's it's a sacred tradition that's gone on for years where the queen gives a Christmas message, and I could care less. <laughs> I've never li- I've never listened to it. I don't care what an old British lady has to say at Christmas time. I just don't care, and I don't know why so many people do. I mean, the, in, in the monarchy is held up as supposedly the you know the symbol of stability and unity and it's so ingrained in your culture it's um you know so and and she's the head of the british church so for british christians anglicans it's the same way like the pope's christian uh, christmas message is important to catholics it's uh except for the strict ones yes you know so to hear it's like the same way how you know hearing a premier or prime minister give comforting words during a time of pandemic or a president can be a bit soothing because you know the person who with authority or who represents authority in this case is telling you it's chill guys i find it mostly stressful when they talk but i just <laughs> i just maybe it's because i find the whole monarchy especially as a canadian useless that i don't care what she says but even people that i know that aren't monarchists like the queen like they'd never miss the queen's christmas message and i just i don't get it i just i've never had the desire to listen to it nor do i care what she said yeah i mean have you ever listened to it i've listened to parts 
So not really. I've never so like you, sat you down and listened to it. No, I don't. I don't particularly care. But I, that doesn't get me up in arms. I've struggled to get uh, up in arms about this. <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? Yeah, I guess it's programming, so it fills some slots for some programming. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to watch it. Yeah. No, but it's Do you not. Think she has product. It's placement? not the queen. <laughs> <laughs> She's drinking a diet coke. And yeah. <laughs> eating a Mars bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she could probably use it. She, I'm sure, they, I'm sure she must be running out of money. They don't get the, that Commonwealth money coming in like they used to. Yeah. And then, obviously, just finishing off with uh, Christmas. And it was a different Christmas, being COVID and whatnot. It was a covid Christmas. But it was great to have a few days to relax and as much as we can be with, with, with friends. And I didn't relax. Why not? I, I, I no, just because you left things to the last minute. I no, I do more housework and tidying and cleaning and prepping on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day than I do the rest of the year. Yeah, there is a lot of that. I mean, we used. It, I mean, we've farmed off a lot of the wrapping to the kids, so they have a lot of that to do. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it's it's, uh, and then and then we did have uh, my mother and 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 her husband paul over for christmas dinner on christmas day and then we bent some rules and had gene's sister and sister-in-law over on boxing day but but they were smaller than our normal gatherings and yes and more subdued and socially distanced as much as we could and, and you know stayed away from each other it wasn't any uh making out no <laughs> <laughs> half the amount of normal <laughs> Of a normal Christmas. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was different. But, yeah, you, you did a lot. You did help with that a lot, too. So, I guess. But it was still sort of nice to... It was nice. Here. I don't mean to say and it you wasn't had, nice. I'm just saying I was not relaxing necessarily. And, and you put together a, a lovely Christmas gift for all the wi- all the women. Had to get the women back to Christmas town. Is it sexist <laughs> that you just gave it to the women? Um, I didn't just give it to... I didn't per se just give it to the women. Uh, I it was going to be a surprise for you too until I realized you're just going to always be home. So I had to tell you if I wanted to do it. Right. And then I gave it to the grandparents. It was for both of them. I think I gave it directly to Grandma and uh, Nana because they would care more. Uh-huh, okay. I felt. All right. Um. And then I had to involve Uncle Murray because I needed one of them to record Grace. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, for those I of know, you that don't know, Dylan put together a Christmas album. Yeah. With and, with him and and then featured some cousins, yeah, uh, and then, singing along in, in in sort of duets, yeah. And then I knew Uncle Uncle Murray is is home as well, like you are. So I figured he was the logical choice because Auntie Laura plus be out of the you, house. Plus you, I, I was technical support. You were. I I made life a lot easier. So it wasn't just geared towards the women. It was just end up being there was you know just the women left. <laughs> Once I got everyone I needed to involved. Okay, fine. It just remind it just reminded me of Rudolph there for me. <laughs> so that was nice. And it was I think everybody had as as much as we can with the limitations uh, a pleasant Christmas. So Yeah. The, I the, hope the album made grandma cry and that was one of the goals. That's not hard. Yeah, I know. But I just want to make one relative cry and then I was happy. Okay, and so is it the only that. one? Uh, I think so. I don't know. if I mean, I wasn't there when Nana listened to it mm. or Auntie Anne. And I won't be there when Auntie Laura listens to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But I got one, so I'm happy. All right. Well, 
I uh, hope all of you had as nice, if a different Christmas as, as we did, and all the best of the Christmas season to you, and uh, Happy New Year. I, but we Do we do this again before New No. This is our pre... This is our post-Christmas pre-New Year show. Is it? The next show is isn't it, it, New Year's it, Friday. Oh, God. Right? Yeah, I suppose. I'll, it'll be a lockdown New Year. We'll have to do some sort of Zoom thing. Yeah. So it's early. early. I'm gonna go to bed. I don't care anymore. We have to have a have to have a a, a post New Year's show next year. But uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! Thanks for listening, and we will talk at you again next week. Next year. Next year. Should we call next episode season three? We'll yeah. have to think about that.